It's time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Sound 1, Red Friday. Well, what a week it's been and we knew this season was going to be different but then this is what happened on Wednesday. It was agreed this morning, albeit, as I'm sure you understand, extremely reluctantly to reimpose some restrictions on the Aberdeen city area. Uh, Fast forward 24 hours and we heard this. Breaking news this hour, a first team player at Aberdeen Football Club's tested positive for coronavirus. It's as the number of cases linked to the city's outbreak rises to 79. And today, this is roughly where we're at. I don't know about you, but I'm far from perfect and prone to making errors of judgment. It's all about how we respond to something we wish had not happened. We're therefore asking for your patience to give the affected players the time they need to make sure they are healthy and to provide the club with the opportunity to reflect on what we just went through. It's Red Friday, no game tomorrow, but a lot to talk about. North Sound 1, Red Friday. Well, here we are, Dave, and we knew that this season was going to be different. We knew there were going to be ups and downs, but I don't know if any of us could have predicted this. No, I don't think so. Um, As we'll hear from the manager shortly, I mean, what happened with the the players going out, totally unacceptable. The fans are quite right to be up in arms about it because it's not just affecting Aberdeen. Scottish football now affected. Um, We're without players for key games. But uh, as we'll hear from the manager, the fact that we'd just been beaten by by Rangers earlier on last Saturday, um, you know, you speak to former players, they say, if if we lost a match against anyone at home, we wouldn't be seen in public that night. So, you know, never mind the fact there's a a pandemic on. The fact it was after the Rangers game, that really has upset the fans. Yeah, and the fans are upset, and I think that is safe to say. We've uh, seen an awful lot of reaction on social media over the last sort of 24 hours or so. And you can kind of understand where the fans are coming from, though, because, you know, as you say there, even if you forget the pandemic and the obvious health risks that are involved with that, avoiding public places, being a professional footballer and trying to not do the things that necessarily other people are allowed to at this point point in time. It's the fact that it was Rangers at Pataudry. It was 1-0 to the visitors. And I just can't think of a time where a manager or a, a club captain would be happy with his players going out uh, in a situation like that when they've been beaten by Rangers. Yeah, of course. Of course, we no manager would. And you know, to be honest, the, the club has acted so responsibly during this crisis. Um, the, the relationship between the club and the supporters was at a, a real high because of all the work that's been done through the trust as well during uh, the COVID-19 crisis. So, But that's all been undone in one motion so there's an awful lot of bridge building that requires to be done uh, Andrew uh, you will have seen everything that's happening and, and from the point of view of also being a Dons fan it has been disappointing hasn't it? It has indeed I mean they've, they've brought shame upon themselves shame upon the club um, and shame to the city to be perfectly honest uh, I'm sure they are remorseful but you have to question what was the motivation for going on from a restaurant where they were having a meal to going to a pub particularly when you saw pictures of the numbers of people who were uh, milling around in that area, we get told daily about the facts. Don't, the A is avoid crowded places. Now, surely they should have known better than to go there. But as Dave said, all the good work that has been done over the past five months by the football club, undone in one crazy moment. 
Yeah, uh, absolutely. Well, listen, Derek McInnes has now spoken. We're going to hear what uh, Derek McInnes had to say about the situation. He spoke just a little bit earlier on this afternoon. I spoke to them all individually, obviously. Um, players, you know, they're well aware that they've made a huge error judgment. They're full of remorse, disappointment. They, they get what they've done. We'd always encourage players to go socially in terms of going for meals and all the rest of it, but it's always in the, at the right time. And just now, it isn't at the right time. The current restrictions we're under, players have got to have added responsibility and be far more measured and make better decisions. Having lost in a very important game, you know, having been at Aberdeen long enough, the players are well aware as well that you don't go over the door if you lose the game to Rangers. And that, for me, has clearly um, added a lot of anger and disappointment as well. A few weeks ago, we were absolutely delighted that we had the opportunity to get back to playing football and for that disappointment uh, for our fans now that we have jeopardised that by the players' actions is extremely disappointing. Yeah, extremely disappointing, as Derek McInnes was saying there, Dave. And the thing about it as well is from a fan's point of view, a lot of fans here talking about the investment that they've personally put into the club recently because it is difficult right now for everybody. It's difficult for businesses. We've heard a lot from Dave Cormack as well about this, the difficulties that football clubs are facing. And Aberdeen fans have put their hand in their pocket. They've done things like the virtual season ticket, made sure that they're actually actively involved in the club at a time where they can't go to games. And here we are in a situation where the players... Uh, by the actions of one night where they've decided that sense goes out the window, they've really let down the fans and it's more than just that game tomorrow. Yeah, the fans have been absolutely brilliant over the period of, of lockdown, etc. And not only that, there have been fans investing in their club when the, many of them are furloughed at the moment. They don't know if they're going to have jobs, but they love their football club. So it, it's a real kick in the teeth for the fans. Um, Andrew, I want to ask you about what the club have said because Dave Cormack did speak earlier on uh, he put that statement out and we're going to hear the full statement that he put out on social media uh, earlier on today early this morning and um, what I want to ask you though is is this what we haven't heard yet from the club is any sort of apology and I think there are a lot of fans who are waiting to hear someone take some sort of responsibility from that point of view do you think that's that's a fair uh, assessment yeah, I think it is. Um, as Dave said, you know, uh, this incident has really put a chasm uh, into the, the relationship between the, the the club and its fans. The fans have been absolutely superb in their support of the club. And I think the club, maybe there is a, an element of understanding as to why there hasn't been a full-blown apology Um they want to go about the disciplinary procedure the right way. Um, there is a five-hour time difference between here and the States um, for Dave Cormack to, to be able to fully participate in this because obviously as chairman, he wants to get to the bottom of, of what has gone on and what needs to be done to, to sort this, this matter out. Uh, but I think they're, rather than a knee-jerk reaction, they're, they're trying to, you know, get gather all the information that they need and then put out a statement that is is going to cover all bases um, rather than, you know, a, a reaction that is maybe brought on by the, the hoo-ha and social media because there's been a lot of, you know, speculation as to a, who the players are and bear in mind you have to respect their 
medical confidentiality for the, the two players who have tested positive. Um, but I, I think there definitely has to be a, a very transparent uh, statement from the club sooner rather than later uh, to fully apologise. And, I mean, the manager was was quite vehement in, in what he had to say today, that he's bitterly disappointed at, at what has happened. It was a, a grave error of judgment by the players not to go for the meal, but to go on to a licensed premises afterwards. Uh, and, you know, there will be disciplinary action taken against these players. That will be done in accordance with their contracts of employment. Uh, but I think we do need to get something from the club to, as much as anything else, try and get the fans to show some kind of understanding or, or for the club to show this is what has happened. Now, they're young boys, blah, blah, blah. But they have to hold their hands up and say, look, we got this one seriously, seriously wrong. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we heard earlier on from First Minister Nicola Sturgeon. This is what she said. This is the line that stuck with me. They blatantly broke the rules that had been agreed between the SFA, the SPFL and the Scottish Government, which, to put it mildly, is completely unacceptable. Yeah, completely unacceptable. It's difficult to hear that from... Uh, the standpoint of watching something which is a political thing and also a, a national thing regarding uh, coronavirus, which is such a, a huge pandemic, the world the world across. But to hear that about your club as a fan and to hear that said about a club, as you said, who have done so well up until this point, that's where the real disappointment as well this today has been. Yeah, she, I mean, she certainly didn't miss with her comments uh, earlier on today. And you've also got a fuel for St. Johnson because their preparations, their plans have been put into disarray as well. And, you know, some fans are suggesting they should have been awarded the points. Well, I wanted to ask that because, you know, well, this is a big thing on, and it's not, it's the Dons fans that are saying here, well, actually, why why are we postponing this game? This is of our own making. Yeah, and uh, certainly Aberdeen were prepared to, to play the game. It was the government that uh, uh, said that uh, we couldn't play the game. But yeah. if we had been three points deducted, we couldn't really have had too much to argue about. Uh, on a sort of different angle on this, obviously we do absolutely wish anybody that has come out of this situation with this horrible illness all the best no matter what the the circumstances are and I think that you know in amongst all this it is important to remember as much as we um, and as fans people are angry right now and are upset and they're disappointed it is important to remember that we are talking about a serious uh, a potentially serious illness as well. Yeah and the main thing is that uh, the players that are infected get healthy sooner rather than later but uh, you know it's the, the speed with the, 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 the virus has spread in Aberdeen this week just shows we are nowhere near out of the woods here. No, it's uh, it really has uh, just shown exactly that. Well, let's get some of the thoughts of some of the fans then because it is really the fans that have been doing a lot of talking today and rightly so because well, you can imagine how they're feeling right now. So let's, let's hear from some of them. First of all, this is Ian Davidson. The whole situation is just a shambles. The players have shown a lack of professionalism and common sense in going out in the first place. But to go out in such a large group to a busy pub during a pandemic is just idiotic. I said last week after the squad was announced um, in the Rangers game that we actually had a really, really good sort of squad depth. I thought our subs bench was strong and I thought our starting 11 was really good. We've let the fans, the club and themselves down really. Um, I think it's a massive disappointment for the fans, um, for the club and for Scottish football in general. Um, it could have a massive knock-on effect to football 
and um, it's just a really bad situation that these players have got themselves into and um, potentially they could be in a lot of trouble with the club and from Scottish football. They've put the professional game and the grassroots game at risk. Kids are dying to get back and play football and the heroes just go and do this. It's uh, pretty shocking. So it's just disappointing really, isn't it? North Sound 1 Red Friday Yeah, I mean, Nicola Sturgeon touched on it that all bets are off, she said, if things don't or if, if things like this happen again then who knows what the future is and of course we are only on week two we did kind of half half jokingly last week say hey look anything can happen this season but it does give you the slight concern and, and, and she said that hopefully this is the lesson for going forward and this is the the point where we say well look this is what's going to happen if things don't if things continue down this route uh, but it is a very important lesson and one that maybe we didn't want to be having right now yeah, it's just a shame if the lesson is to be learned it was our club that uh, caused <laughs> well, it. Uh, that, that's the, the, the bottom line because we've been lauded as a club for the, the way, as we mentioned earlier, the way we've handled, the way we've made sure everything is in place. Other clubs that have played, um, when they played like St Johnson and Hibs came for friendlies, they were very impressed by the way that Aberdeen handled the match day. So it's uh, it's just doubly, doubly disappointing. Yeah, Andrew, obviously of the players um, that uh, may have come in, because we don't obviously know it at this stage, we, we won't comment on who is or isn't involved in this situation. But what we can say is that it would have been an opportunity for one or two of the fringe players tomorrow to put some sort of stamp of what they can bring to the team had the game gone ahead. Yeah, um, and I mean, it does appear that the, the eight players involved will not be able to participate in the games against Hamilton Ackies on Wednesday night or Celtic at Celtic Park next Saturday. So there, there is going to be a, an avenue there for other players. We don't know who it is that's involved, so we can't even speculate and say, well, it's going to be young players that are going to come in because it may be young players that are involved. So uh, for some, it is going to be an opportunity. Uh, but it's just such a shame that, you know... that. We've got to realise that the gradual easing of lockdown, it's not a return to normality. It's its a, a move towards a partial normality. But it would appear that some people, and eight players included, and, and those some people feel that, ah, we're back to normal life again. We can go about doing things as we did in the past. That is not the case. And if this message, this incident reinforces the message to people that we are still in the midst of a very, very serious pandemic and people will, you know, look at at these players and say, look, I'm not going to do what they've done. Uh, And it, it brings normal life back even a day faster, then there may be some form of silver lining uh, to this whole thing but at the moment it just casts a very very dark cloud over not over just over Aberdeen City but over the football club in particular Yeah absolutely well we're going to talk more about that and of course the repercussions in terms of the team selection over the next sort of week or so as much as we can do at this stage as well as that we're going to hear that full statement that was released from Chairman Dave Cormack uh, on social media earlier on today we'll, uh, we'll do that in just a minute It's time to talk football. It's 
Time to talk dogs. North Zone 1, Red Friday. Yes, this is Red Friday. We were due to be talking about Aberdeen's visit to McDermott Park tomorrow at 12.30. That is now not happening. It's been postponed. We have two positive COVID-19 cases for the Dons and uh, further players, further six players who will be uh, having to isolate uh, for the next couple of weeks. Let's uh, hear now from Dons chairman Dave Cormack. He took to social media with a statement earlier on. Like most of you, in the last five months, I've gone through all the emotions that goes with saving our club in a financial crisis. We're not out of the woods by any means and we now have to contend with missing eight first-team players for three games. The club literally got the GRG assessment and decision on the affected players via email 30 minutes before it went public just a few hours ago. We don't have all the facts. None of us does. What I do know is that you and I, the board, all our dedicated staff at the club and the trust, and Derek and the players, has worked tirelessly as one to reduce our income gap from 10 million to just under 4 million and at the same time led the charge in our city region to help those struggling. I don't know about you, but I'm far from perfect and prone to making errors of judgment. It's all about how we respond to something we wish had not happened. We're therefore asking for your patience to give the affected players the time they need to make sure they are healthy and to provide the club with the opportunity to reflect on what we just went through. We play St Johnston in about 30 hours and that needs to be our immediate focus. I truly thank you for your support, your trust and stand free. Thank you. North Sound 1, Red Friday. Quite a lot to digest there and one of them is Dave Carmack there saying that it's the, the that people make mistakes, people uh, have error of judgments, uh, they do things that, you know, sometimes they look back in hindsight and they say, I probably shouldn't have done that. That will obviously be the case, as we heard f- from Derek McInnes, that the, the players absolutely know, the ones that were involved, that they didn't do the right thing, and that's understandable. However, saying that, is that enough for Don's fans to hear the chairman say that, do you think? No, I think, um, as Andrew touched on before the break, that uh, there needs to be a a transparent, which I'm sure there will be because Dave, that's Dave's way, it's transparency all the way, um, just explaining what's happened. They will, the players will be um, disciplined, but the main thing about the players in terms of a football point of view is they've left their manager hung out to dry in terms of uh, a selection problems for the next day. Uh, Two, three games. Yeah, well, Andrew, that that is the case, of course, with that game uh, on Wednesday. Not that far away now, there is going to be uh, difficult choices made by Derek McInnes. Whatever the situation is with whoever is involved, whether they are younger players or first-team players, obviously it's all speculation at this point. Um, But having said that, does this cast any doubt on Derek McInnes from the point of view of the fans that, you know... Would would do, are the players shown disrespect here to the manager by by doing what they did? Is that disrespectful? Should they have not known? Should a footballer at a top flight team not know that after having been beaten by one of your rivals, you shouldn't be going out, let alone in the current pandemic? Uh, yes, uh, is the short answer to that, Mike. Um, uh, they, they should know better. I mean, Dave and I have been around football players for many many years, and. The, the message comes across loud and clear from all of them. You just don't go out when you've been beaten. If you have to go out, go out somewhere way out of town or go to somebody's house. Don't go down the 
Union Street and be there for everybody to see you. And particularly if it's against one of the big two clubs from Glasgow, if you've lost at home, you just, you go home and you reflect on what went wrong, but you don't go down the town. That's just the last thing. And yeah, I think it does show a lack of respect uh, and that will be something that will very much upset Derek McInnes uh, because he's always maintained a tight bond with these players and he will feel personally slighted by what's happened here. Never mind the professional side of things, he will feel this is a personal hurt to him and to Tony Doherty and to all the rest of the staff at Pataudry. Not just the football staff, all the staff at Pataudry um, will will feel hurt by this because, you know, common sense dictates that you just you don't go out um, yeah. just now. Um I know that there are hospitality venues are are open once again. Well, they're not in Aberdeen, obviously, now. Um, But you had to show far more common sense than you'd ever have done in the past because this is, to use that word that is bandied around all the time, unprecedented times. And, you know, I I just don't know what was going through their heads when when they decided to, to go on to... A, a licensed premise. Yeah, we talk about that professional bubble, and that is one of the reasons that football is able to restart. It's one of the th- one of the things that was set out quite clearly that there are certain things that players can't do this season because they have to not do those things because they're professional athletes, and that way the game can continue, which we all want. Uh, that professional ball is there any room there for saying, well, the players maybe didn't quite understand that? Is there room there for the for saying, well, the players maybe didn't pick that up right? No, I don't think so. I think. Um it's a monumental mistake, end end of, um, and uh, I'm sure the players are bitterly regretting that. But uh, as I say, even if there wasn't a pandemic, the 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 choice, the timing was poor to say the least. Well, we're going to hear from former Don Richie Byrne and get his thoughts on events of today and the last couple of days. And we'll do that in just a couple of minutes. Right now, though, let's get your latest North Sound One news headlines. Across North East Scotland, North Sound One News. Aberdeen boss Derek McInnes says the players caught up in the city's coronavirus outbreak are full of remorse. Eight of the Dons first team are now self-isolating after going to the pub at the weekend, with two having tested positive for COVID-19. We'd always encourage players to go socially in terms of going for meals and all the rest of it, but it's always in the right time. And just now, it isn't at the right time. The current restrictions we're under, players have got to have added responsibility and far more measured and make better decisions. It means tomorrow's game with St Johnston in Perth is off. Rules for bars and restaurants are changing. It's now mandatory to collect customer details. And we're being told visors aren't enough to protect from the virus. Face coverings must be worn too. The SQA is rejecting claims there could be a nine-month wait before the appeals process is complete. It's after Scottish Labour said it had information showing it could be the end of May before results are known. It comes as the Scottish Tories say they'll back a motion of no confidence against the Education Secretary. That's the latest. I'm Lindsay Heron. North Sound 1. Get all the biggest hits and the biggest throwbacks without lifting a finger. Just ask your smart speaker to play North Sound 1. It's time to talk football. It's time 
to Talk Dogs. North Zone 1, Red Friday. This is Red Friday and tomorrow it's uh, it's the Dons against St Johnson at McDermott Park in Perth. Oh, wait a minute. No, it's not because, well, it's been a very eventful couple of days. Uh, let's get the thoughts now on the whole situation and everything that's unfolded over the last 24 hours uh, from former Don, Richie Byrne. So, I just had a quick look and seeing that the... Um, the minister, uh, the first minister, Nicola Sturgeon, has she has had her saying it, basically calling it uh, a disgrace, and well, probably her, her, her direct quote is completely unacceptable behaviour, uh, and it's clear breach of the coronavirus protocols. Um, so, like for me, uh, looking at it down here, I know some people that are in football down here, particularly in the Premier League, and even people that work in the club. Never mind the players. The people who work in the club and could be possibly in close proximity to the players, they're not allowed to do anything. They've got to, they've got to keep well away from people. They cannot go to crowded areas and they definitely can't go to a bar. So uh, they can't even go to the gym. So uh, for me, I have to say, I, I sort of, I'm not going to condemn the players, but I don't think it was, I don't think it was acceptable behaviour for a group of footballers to go to a bar. You know, and and mingle with the general public. You know, like I think the the job as a footballer is slightly different to the average person who works in, uh, you know, in an office or whatever. You know, you can't work from home as a footballer. You got to work in a in a stadium. You know, uh, with a, a group of other people who you're gonna be in close proximity to as well. So I, what can you say? You know, like. We can all be critical, but are we all living the perfect life and are we all, you know, sticking to the rules 100%? Probably not. <clears throat> Excuse me, but it, it's, when it comes to being a professional athlete, I think you have to really take your safety and your health, you need to take it more serious than the general public, uh, I feel. Uh, I feel you need to be stricter. You need to have the understanding that you are in a certain position within the public you know and you need to you need to take that into account you know you're not a footballer for very long and you can always have a drink when you're retired you know um, and I wish I had took my own advice on that you know but you only see it at the end of the you know at the end of your career you look back and you think I should have done this I should have done that but uh, with these guys now they have to realise that you got to be you, you have to sacrifice certain things to be a professional footballer um, but listen uh, as long as Aberdeen you know get three points and they do well, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I'd be happy, but, you know, it's 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 not a great look for, for this to happen. North Zone 1, Red Friday. Andrew, Richie touched on knowing what it's like to be a footballer, obviously, but also knowing lots of people who are involved playing football right now. You talked about down south, and, you know, we've seen the Premier League in England actually manage to do this without any major stop-start uh, issues. Here we are in Scotland and in Aberdeen. It's week two and already we've got this. Yeah, I know. Um, I thought he spoke very, very wisely there, Richie Byrne. Um, yeah, he himself will say it's easier with hindsight to know not to do things uh, after the event. But um, he's quite right. You know, when you are a professional athlete, um, you have made sacrifices to get to where you are. But you have to continue to make sacrifices. And as the First Minister said today, you know, these guys are role models. And it's not a good look to see uh, them being, you know, pilloried correctly for 
serious errors of judgment. It is just such a shame that it had to be players from Aberdeen Football Club. Uh, there, doubtless, there there will have been other occasions um, during this pandemic where other football players haven't abided by the rules, but this incident um, has brought a very sharp focus and a very unwelcome focus onto the, the club that we love. And of course, Andrew's exactly right, Dave, that there will be other players that will have gone out, they'll have broken the rules, here they are in, in somewhere across Scotland that will have happened. Doesn't matter though, does it? It's irrelevant, surely. Totally irrelevant. Um, you know, Aberdeen Football Club have been very proud of the way they've gone about their business in the last five months and as we've touched on often already tonight all the good work that's been done throughout the the city and the shire has just been undone by this this act so no it's, it's there there will be players from other clubs that have gone out but that's of no concern to us yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and uh, last week, of course, Beat the Pundit, you were up against fan Graham Watt. Uh, we'll come on to that in a minute. We'll find out how you did. And uh, we were all set to go for round two. And we will still do that, obviously, with one glaring omission. But I did chat to Graham just to get his thoughts on how he felt as a fan of everything that's taken place over the last 24 hours or so. North Sound 1, Red Friday. Graham, last week we had you on to do your predictions. Your aim was to beat the pundit. Well, look, I mean, here we are this week and I can't believe what we're actually talking about. What a week it's been in Scottish football. How things can change in the space of a week, eh, Mike? I know, it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, where do we start as fans? <laughs> Yeah, well, this is the question. As fans, and as a as a huge Dons fan, how do you feel that things have been handled since, first of all, the announcement that one and then two of the players were suffering with coronavirus, which, of course, we wish them a speedy recovery, and then the, the news that, of course, the game was going to be postponed. Um, how do you feel it's been handled? Um, I know the club has been quite quiet about it. You know, the fans have found out through, uh, obviously, the papers and leaked media sources on Facebook and whatever. Um, it, it's, it's a strange one, Mike, isn't it? Because what, we're, what we've heard today is that the players shouldn't have been out and that was in place for the, the, the players to be in a bubble, you know? So yeah. they shouldn't have been out. So it's, it's disappointing. Uh, I, I, I'm totally really upset about it because, you know, the club did so well, Mike. You know, they asked the fans to get behind the club, get your season tickets, get the DNA memberships, um, they were honest with the fans. They said they were struggling uh, money-wise. Um, they got the money down. Let's not forget also the players did uh, defer their wages, which helped the club as well. So obviously the guys, the guys going out and jeopardising all this. I mean, we've only been back a week, Mike, as you said. They've, they've put it all into jeopardy, and now the whole league is under threat again. You know, it's. it's I think there could be major punishments here for Aberdeen Football Club. It's not only damaging for Aberdeen, it's damaging for the whole of Scottish football. And it doesn't, it doesn't paint a nice picture, does it? Uh, no, it certainly doesn't, Andrew. And uh, damaging for Aberdeen, damaging for Scottish football. Um, that's it's another fan. Um, we'll hear from one or two more as well. But it just shows you how strong the feeling is there. I think there was a tweet about how um, it's taken eight players to unite all the Aberdeen fans for the first time in history. And, you know, it's kind of what's happened today. It is. Uh, and it's for all the wrong reasons, sadly. Um, it, it has made Aberdeen the laughing stock of Scottish football, unfortunately, and that that's, goes completely against 
uh, what they deserved to have um, for all the great work that had been done since the pandemic broke out. Uh, we'd done everything right, as Dave said. You know, the, the pre-season friendly matches against St Johnston and Hibs, uh, the club got lots of praise uh, for the way that um, everything was set up so correctly at Pataudry. Same again uh, in the, the first league game against Rangers last Saturday. Everybody knew what they were supposed to do, where they could go, uh, and everything passed very smoothly. Uh, and yet now, this has happened, and we're, we're there to be ridiculed, um, as well as lambasted uh, by all and sundry. And... Sadly, we've got no defence. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Well, there's a brief statement today from the SPFL, David. Obviously, we've been waiting over the last couple of days for different people to respond. And they've said, in response to media inquiries following this afternoon's announcement from the Joint Response Group, please note that Aberdeen's next two fixtures against Hamilton Academical and Celtic are scheduled to proceed as normal. Please see below for the amendments. And those amendments are, of course, this game, the St Johnston-Aberdeen game that was due to take place tomorrow, will now happen on Thursday, the 20th of August. It's going to be live on Sky Sports. It's a 7.30 kickoff. And then the uh, Aberdeen-Livingston game that was due to be played on this 22nd of August, the Saturday, that will now be on the Sunday at 3 o'clock. So they've really kind of stayed away from commenting on this, this sort of specifics right now, which I guess, as we've touched on, there are still inquiries and things going on, on ongoing. But certainly in terms of a fixture list, it's a, it's a tough month for the Dons now. It is, and it's getting tougher because we've already got a very congested throw-in-the-European game as well later mm, in August yeah. um, there are very few gaps for games to be fitted in so you just keep our fingers crossed that there's no further developments that would cause any problems to the Hamilton game because the manager and the staff have got it hard enough in terms of picking a team that's going to go out and beat to Brian Rice's men on Wednesday evening. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that. We'll also do pe- uh, beat the pundit and see if our Don's fan this week can uh, get more than uh, than Dave did last week. We're going to get the scores from last week in just a minute. We won't reveal it just yet because I know that uh, Graham, who played last week, will want to know how he got on. Okay, <laughs> we'll do that in just a minute. And as well as that, we'll also hear from more Don's fans in just a minute. to talk dogs North Sound 1 Red Friday Yes, Aberdeen were due to play tomorrow in Perth. It's St Johnston against the Dons. It was a 12.30 kickoff. It will now happen on Thursday, August the 20th. Well, because of this. All eight of these players visited a bar in Aberdeen on Saturday night. In doing so, they blatantly broke the rules that had been agreed between the SFA, the SPFL and the Scottish Government, which... To put it mildly, is completely unacceptable. Expecting members of the public to behave in a highly precautionary manner right now. And when a football club ends up with players infected with COVID, and let's remember, uh, this is not through bad luck, but through clear breaches of the rules, we cannot take even a small risk that they then spread the infection to other parts of the country. North Sound 1, Red Friday. Andrew, I want you to cast your mind back to a time before we had all these worries about uh, games not being played and uh, strange situations occurring in the northeast. Uh, it was a week ago. It was when the Dons played <laughs> Rangers at Pataudry. I know that seems like a lifetime ago. What was your analysis of the way the Dons performed? Uh, they'd 
never got started in the game. Rangers took a stranglehold in the first 20 minutes, deservedly went ahead uh, through Ryan Kent's goal. And from then on, I thought Rangers were able to keep Aberdeen at arm's length uh, until a period in the second half when the introduction of Ryan Edmondson did make a difference. Uh, that was one of the positives for, for Aberdeen. The other was the performance of Ronnie Hernandez at right back. But ultimately, we were unable to, to even force a save out of Alan McGregor. There was that near thing where uh, Balogun uh, got smashed off the post, uh, making sure that Scott McKenna couldn't knock the ball into the net. Uh, I thought uh, Rangers defended very well through the middle. Down the sides, their two fullbacks can be got at, but unfortunately Aberdeen didn't manage to do that and ultimately ended up being a very disappointing performance. Do you think the lack of fans in the stadium actually benefited Rangers more than it did the Dons? It's hard to say. I mean, it, it did look... Uh, Rangers, we didn't lay a glove on them in the first half. I mean, Joe Lewis did not have a lot to do, no. but... Uh, you know, Alan McGregor strolled through the game because we, you know, no direct shots on target. As Andrew said, the, yeah. the McKenna Stramash uh, was the closest we came to getting a go. But uh, Rangers, lots and lots of possession, but uh, still look as though they're like, and I know they've added to their up front now since then, but uh, um, it was it was disappointing to lose at home against Rangers in your first game of the season. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And uh, one of the new features that we're going to be doing this season is our Beat the Pundit feature where we get a Dons fan representing the Red Army to take on Dave McDermott. Uh, for all the games over the weekend in the Scottish Premiership, we are one light this weekend for some reason or another. Andrew, uh, Graham, what Dons fan was up against Dave last week? How did Graham get on? Uh, sadly for Graham, um, <laughs> Dave somehow managed to get three of the four Saturday game scores absolutely spot on. Wow. Got the Dons one wrong because, of course, he backed Aberdeen to win, as he always does. Uh, <laughs> but he got the other three right, so uh, Graham was up against it. And unfortunately, when the final tally came through, it was Dave 10, Graham 3. I mean, you do realise that you're not supposed to be good at it. That's that's half the fun when the pundit gets them wrong. That's the best uh, <laughs> week I've had in the three Ever. seasons that we've uh, been doing this. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, this week you're up against Johnny Wilsey, who's going to be representing the Red Army. Uh, let's get Johnny's predictions for the weekend. Hamilton will draw 1-1 with Ross County. Hibernian will beat Livingston 2-0. Motherwell will beat Dundee United 2-1. Rangers will beat St Mirren 3-1. Kilmarnock will beat Celtic 1-0. I mean, that's a that's a brave call, Dave, uh, for the Kilmarnock-Celtic game. It is, and uh, Johnny's actually gone with me for uh, a few of them. I, I went 1-1 Hamilton, 2-0 Hibs. I went 2-0 Motherwell against Dundee United. Rangers 3-0 at home to St Mirren. And the final game on Sunday, Kilmarnock 1, Celtic 3. Uh, Andrew, your thoughts on the weekend games. Is there any, now that obviously we, d we don't have the game that we were all looking forward to, what's the game that catches your eye the most? Uh, I think the Motherwell-Dundee United game will be very interesting. Dundee United unable to capitalise on having a lead and having a man advantage, ending up drawing with St Johnston. Uh, Motherwell, obviously, they, they missed the boat as well. They paid the penalty because Ross County scored their one. They missed theirs. And, of course, Callum Lang got himself sent off in his first appearance. Uh, so Motherwell at, at home are very strong. So this will be a real test of... 
both their credentials and also Dundee United. So that, that for me, is the, the one that stands out. Dave, what about you? You've got both Rangers and Celtic in action on Sunday, obviously, but what game for you is the one that sticks Yeah, out? like Andrew, I think it'll be Motherwell, Dundee United. It'll be interesting to see Motherwell, you know, a class uh, tops. Well, they finished third in the yeah. unfinished league uh, last season. United, it'll be a, a real test for them coming up from the championship. And as I say, I've gone 2-0 Motherwell. I think uh, home advantage, the Fir Park men will just be too strong for them. And uh, on Sunday, the two games... I do expect Rangers and Celtic to have uh, more than enough firepower to take the points against St Mirren and Kilmarnock respectively. Yeah, and the games come thick and fast, Andrew, in the Scottish Premiership because we were back in action Tuesday, Dundee United Hibs, and then on Wednesday, well, it's the Dons against Hamilton. Just a very quick word looking ahead to that because obviously right now it's very difficult for us to sort of uh, analyse the team because we've just not got a clue who's going to be playing. Well, we don't know who's going to be playing, but Aberdeen do have a strong squad. Um, So... Even if you take eight players out of the equation, I think there's still enough strength and depth, um, regardless of who the eight are that are missing, uh, that you should fancy your chances against a Hamilton side who, as always, have had a huge turnover of players. Uh, They got plaudits for the way that they they took the game to Celtic, but ultimately, uh, when you look at the goals that they conceded, they... They were very soft goals as as far as Brian Rice will have been concerned. Uh, Crosses coming into the box, not being defended properly. So Aberdeen should have enough to win. And of course, they've got... They've really got to win this game to get the fans back on side. Not only do they need the win to get three points to get themselves off the mark for the season, but they've got to attempt to begin what will be a long road to redemption. Yeah. Uh, well, that game, of course, on uh, on Wednesday, Dave, as we know, we don't know what the lineup's going to be whatsoever, but it is one silver lining is the fact that the Dons have a strong squad. They do have a strong squad and also they've got some youngsters who are, you know, perhaps knocking on the door mm. and some of them are going to... Did you feel sorry for Bruce Anderson the other day because it was a bit of a thankless task? It was a totally thankless task and, um, you know, with Bruce... If he doesn't get the service, he's not going to be able to put the ball away. Like Andrew, I was impressed with Ryan Evans when he came on, mm-hmm. but very much a, a different player than Bruce. With Bruce playing the ball in the air is no is no use, but Ryan, big target man, and uh, he did very well. He'll be he'll be pleased with his his uh, performance, given that he only met his teammates uh, mm. very shortly before very, before very kick off. Yeah, so uh, and uh, of course uh, Tommy Hoban, um, good to see Tommy yep. back, back in and squad, uh, yeah. great and. Coming through injury-free, fingers crossed. What a difference a week makes. This time last week we were talking about the new signings. This time this week, well, let's just not talk any more about it. Next Don's game is Wednesday and we'll be back in a week's time. It's time to talk football. It's time to talk Don's. North Zone 1, Red Friday. 